It's Friday. That means it's time for our little chitty chat about the movies. Derek Zemrak, the box officer. How you doing today? I'm doing great. Let's talk a few movies. Uh, the first one will be Still Water that hits theaters today, starring Matt Damon. Now, this movie I was quite intrigued by. Okay. Okay, we'll start with that. Uh-huh. Uh, Tom Mc- McCarthy, who actually directed this film, is one of my favorite directors in the independent world, viewing The Station Agent in 2003 and Win Win in 2011, The Visitor in 2007. I mean, a lot of great movies that he's done with tight good movies that are just edited well and great stories. So I was like, okay, let's find out this. You got Matt Damon, Oscar winner, who yeah. plays a kind of a rough guy from uh, Oklahoma who finds out that his daughter, who has uh, went over there to Paris, uh, not Paris, but France for college, ends up in prison for murdering her lover. Oh. Okay, now this, this lover that she had was a female, and he wants to try to figure out what actually happened, why she's in there she says she's innocent so he takes his Oklahoma attitude and heads <laughs> over to, to Europe right Abigail Breslin uh, plays his daughter who you know is best known for Little Miss Sunshine that little girl is all grown up now Mal she ain't <laughs> dancing on the stage anymore in her little tutu okay um, <laughs> and she has some really really good scenes I think the acting is strong I think Matt Damon was great I think it's very difficult from somebody who is trying to use an accent from a certain part of the country where ha- wherever it is and be able to pull it off for the whole movie and he did have that oklahoma accent through the whole thing because i mean matt damon grew up from boston okay <laughs> so it's kind of hard to not get rid of the boston yeah. accent to go to oklahoma and he did it and i think his performance was good he he gained a lot of weight the problem that i have with this movie was i think it tried to be too much to for the time that it had it should have been it's two hours and 20 minutes okay it's a long time for the story about this girl who's been kidnapped and it's not based on a true story it's light loosely based on a story of the you remember several years ago where a girl from the united states her roommate had died and got murdered and she got thrown into prison it's loosely based on that that's what they're saying okay but then it got like way out of track and you're just like this isn't believable you know i don't see this happening and it just fell apart and i was kind of disappointed because tom the director usually keeps things tight like i said before and to the point and makes a good solid story and and i can't i couldn't get wrapped around it i give it 2.75 slates out of uh the five okay um it's entertaining but it was going giving too much to the audience that you don't need to dumbify. I don't even know if that's a word. The audience, <laughs> it is now. You know? <laughs> so is the 2.75 slates more out of respect for Matt and his mastering of his the Oklahoma per- accent? Yes, his performance. Yeah. I think, he, you know, he gained a lot of weight, you know, and I think he, he played it well, that character. Matt Damon's playing a Republican, basically. Oh, <laughs> you know, from okay. Oklahoma, <laughs> you know, which is completely out of character, right? Uh, <laughs> very strong. And... I don't think he changed his clothes to the whole movie. I think he did the same thing with, with that trucker hat on top of him the whole time. I'm a good so. old boy. <laughs> and my daughter's a lesbian, but I'm dealing with it. 
<laughs> yes, they, that was never discussed. That was never discussed in the movie. Really? <laughs> Huh, that no. seems like a missed opportunity there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that's what I'm saying. It's kind of like all over the place. It, you know, there's things that happen in the movie that just didn't seem real. Okay, but so 2.75 slates for that. Uh, what else have yeah. you got for us this week? I knew about yeah. Stillwater, but tell me what's well, next. This is going to be a little surprise for you because it's actually a TV series, okay? <gasps> oh, I love it. You're going. You're getting serial on us. <laughs> I know, on, on Netflix and and I don't know how I never found the first season of this, but the movies that made us. Have you seen this series? I've seen the previews, but I haven't. And I'm so glad you said, because I was like, oh, <laughs> somebody will tell me whether it's worth it or not. Of course, the box officer will. <laughs> the movies that made us. So it's really as good as it sounds? Yes. I mean, I don't know how I even never heard of it for the first season. Maybe they didn't <laughs> publicize it as much as this one. Uh, but this one started out with Back to the Future. And what it does is every you know episode is about a movie and they talk about behind the scenes, the struggles that they had with the movies, like Back to the Future. The original script was actually called The Superman from Pluto. <laughs> okay. And then they changed it to Doc Brown Goes to the Future. And then it be finally became Back to the Future. So they talked to the producers. They talked to the editors. They talked about the casting directors and everything that went wrong with the movies. And as you know, I mean, you, you know that Eric Stoltz was originally cast as Marty McFly. And they shot for him for five weeks. Oh, wow. And they decided... This ain't working. Eric Stoltz isn't funny. Let's find our original person that they wanted was Michael J. Fox, but they couldn't get him because he was on Family Ties. And he said, there's no way that he's going to work. But he ended up working Family Ties during the day, Back to the Future at night. They're not even sure how he slept, but they wow. said he slept you know, from car ride to car ride to set. But also it's interesting because they, they go into and they have footage of like the audition tapes, okay? Also that people that auditioned for Marty McFly was John Cryer, mm -hmm. Ben Stiller, and C. Thomas Howell. Okay, <laughs> so all of these people. And then it, it talks about, you know, the, the fallouts that they had. And did you know that it wasn't originally going to be a DeLorean in, in, the, no. in the movie? What was it going to be? It was a, a refrigerator. <laughs> I'm so glad they changed it to the DeLorean. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I've actually, you know, Bob Gale has been to the film festival before. He's one of the producers and the writer of Back to the Future. So I, I heard a lot of these stories, but I think it was so great to have other people hear these things of what really happened with, with Back to the Future. And Bob came up with this story when he went, he, him and Bob Zemakis went to UFC together, and they were roommates, and they loved this kind of genre of film. Uh -huh. So they said, okay, let's do something like this. And he, Bob Gale had went back to uh, St. Louis, and he was in his attic, in his dad's attic, and he saw his dad's yearbook, and he said, wow, I didn't even realize that my dad went to the same high school as me. Oh, that's and he, cool. And he just said to him, he said, I wonder if we would have been friends if we would have been. And, <laughs> and oh, and he met my mother there. How would that have happened? Would I have liked my mother? Would she have been, you know, a loosey-goosey or something? You know? <laughs> oh, my God. So, <laughs> so he came back to Bob Zemeckis and said, hey, I got this idea. And that's how they came up with Back to the Future. So, But in this series this year, they have Back to the Future, Pretty Woman, which I also watched, which was very interesting. Uh, Jurassic Park, Forrest Whoa. Gump. So it's a fun behind the scenes of movie history and how movies got made. So that's my tale of a TV series that you should watch if you're interested in movies. I love that. Now, on the Back to the Future episode, do they show some of the scenes that Eric Stoltz filmed before they recast yes. him? Yes. Okay, good. Eric Stoltz was replaced and the girlfriend was replaced. 
face, and I can't remember. The, I remember the, that. The girl who, Leah Thompson who took first... over the role from. Oh my God, I don't know. Why can't I remember no, her name? No, um, it wasn't Leah. Leah Thompson was always. Oh, I'm sorry. Was Leah Thompson you're talking, was the mom. You're talking about his, his girlfriend, yeah. Uh, and that, so they had a girl for the first time with Eric Stoltz, but the problem when they brought Michael J. Fox, she was like five inches taller than him. Oh. And everyone on the set said, everyone, you know, and the, the females on the set said, no girl in high school going to date a, a guy shorter than him. It ain't happening. <laughs> you know? So that poor girl lost her job, too. Okay, <laughs> yeah, Claudia, Claudia Wells, Wells played. Claudia Wells was the original, okay. you know, uh, girlfriend. And then she couldn't do the second one because her mom was dying of cancer. Oh. So they replaced her with uh, Elizabeth Chu. Yes. There you go. Exactly. Right. Now we're clear on the girlfriends of <laughs> Marty McFly. <Yeah>. That's right. <laughs> that boy had a lot, including his mother in 1955. Ew! Ew! <laughs> <laughs> well, now I, I can't wait to check out this series. It, it sounds exactly. great. I love it. It's well, a lot of fun. And, and, and I think it's great that they're talking like, the, like in uh, Pretty Woman, it was a mess. And everyone was like going, oh my God, this film is like embarrassing. <laughs> we're never going to make it. But they talked to the editor and all the stuff she cut out and how she made it different, you know, and it was, it's, it's fascinating, especially, you know, to see how movies are really made. Yeah, so. exactly. Awesome. Well, thanks, Derek. All right. We'll talk soon.